Welcome back. Here we are. Thanks for your concern. You're with Bernice. And I'm Ella Tudor. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. We're so happy to have you. For reals. So Ella, how are you? I'm honestly doing really well. Um, it's summer again. For It was like kind of cold for three days, but now it's back. <laughs> I don't think summer's just like the sun, the, the correlation. I don't know about that one. Well, how are you? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm doing great. I have a pinched uh, butt muscle, but other than that, you know, we're thriving. All right. Well, are you ready to start the show? Yeah, let's, let's start get into the it. <laughs> Today, we are going to talk about our college experience. We're going to have some cringy stories, we're going to have some fun stories, and I think we should just get right into it. So let's kind of like set the scene for our college experience. Um, so we went to WSU, which is Washington State University in Eastern Washington, Pullman. And basically, we both came from Seattle, so it was kind of a huge transition because we went from, like, this really progressive area to the middle of nowhere on the eastern side of the state, which swings Republican and was just a totally different experience. Yeah, just setting the scene a little bit as you drive over from the west side to the east side of the state, you realize that you've arrived into what we like to call Trump land, where every, every single farm you reach has a Trump sign outside of it's it. It's not even a sign, it's like a billboard. <laughs> Billboards after billboards. And you're like, oh, like, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Hail Donald Trump out there. Um, so yes, this was the the city where this city okay this, this town 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 <laughs> okay fair it is small it's quite quaint um, that WSU is in and surrounded by some other things that maybe let's let's just like setting the scene putting things out there um, it is a white institution disclaimer it was not <laughs> historically made, white historically college a white college it was not made for brown students but you know we we have snuck in. Uh, we we made it in there in the crevices into uh, what's also a party school. What's known as a party school. Oh, um, yeah, going going into this party school, um, there's sororities and fraternities up the fucking yin yang. Like if you're not in one, what are you doing? Yeah. So I just I mean, dude, why'd you choose WSU? Well, I thought. <laughs> that I wanted to go to WSU. I didn't even think I wanted to go to college, uh, but they had apparel design, and I was just like, I don't see myself doing anything else, and I just paid a deposit and kind of went for it. I My reason is kind of funny. It's the furthest I could get away from home while still paying in-state tuition. Smart. smart. <laughs> it was a very practical decision, but I remember I, there's just like a couple moments uh, about my time at WSU that really stick out to me. One of them was, I remember I was walking on um, the mall, which is like the main thoroughway in this college town, and the college Republicans had put on a display, I don't know what the fuck it was, but they had a Hillary Clinton impersonator behind like a makeshift jail, so they were like, put her in jail, and they were throwing ketchup onto her. This is like literally not an exaggeration, this is literally <laughs> what happened. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, Wow. That is a poor Hillary Clinton impressionist. Like, the actor in me was upset. And the second, I was like, this is really distressing. 
Yeah, you know, the College of Republicans, they really try to get creative at WSU. There were, it wasn't a large group, but they, they definitely, uh, they made noise. Whoever was their PR chair, they definitely knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I just, like, would love to be a fly on the wall of those meetings because it, it seems to me like it would be insanity because it's like, all right, you guys, we put Clint, uh, Hillary Clinton in a jail. What's next? What's next? We got any ideas? Spitballing. <laughs> Trump wall. Trump wall. Perfect. <laughs> Love that. Let's go with that. That sounds like a great fucking idea. Let's put a wall on campus. Um, and I remember actually this wall because I remember being like, hmm, clearly these people don't understand um, immigration and how the immigration no. process works. No. Not saying that Trump really does either, but uh, yeah, no, no reasoning with them. No. And, you know, they got a lot of heat and that goes into even their press having to step down. So this is a true story. Like this is not made up. You can this is Googleable. But at Googleable is that a word? Googleable. Googleable. Well, they had their president. He had to step down because they were getting a little bit too much heat that they were an alt right group because a homeboy was seen. He was in the papers. He was holding tiki torches in like, Charlottesville, Virginia. It, like literally, he was like, Rah! and so they're like, so this isn't a good look for us. Like we're just trying to be college Republicans, and um, <laughs> we have to rebrand. <laughs> they're literally like rebrand. Like we need you to step down so we can continue what we're doing. Um, this is all literally funny, but it's not a joke. No, it's literally cringy. <laughs> it's ridiculous like do you have like any stories that like stick out in your mind about things that happened oh in college yeah um, in the perspective of maybe coming from a progressive uh city to this college town was um i saw a tweet the other day and it was like when was the first time that you cried in college and i didn't really think about it Um, and i remember the first time i cried in college was I think it was two weeks into freshman year, and I had been out fratting, having a good time. Um, I come back to, like, um, one of my first friends' dorm, and his roommate is there, and I don't know how we got into the, the topic of fucking immigration, but essentially, this dude was like, I think illegals, like... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think illegals shouldn't get any any rights and like I was like oh like why why you know uh, yeah why and me coming from a place where everyone is somewhat like minded um, I was expecting him to have like some background story of how like someone stole their job but no um, this dude essentially just said like because they weren't born here and I had never heard someone say say something like that like so simple like oh they just weren't born here so they shouldn't have any rights and I think that that was the first time I realized like oh my god some people don't have human empathy compassion common sense it it definitely like I mean I definitely felt it it was crazy for me because again like I went not only did I go to live in Seattle like Seattle born and raised but I also went to very alternative like progressive schools that like taught me this and this is my first time combating views but I'm like this is so wild that I have people who are as passionate about me but like on the other side yeah so he was definitely shook when I was like well I'm undocumented so like what do you have to fucking say and like obviously I was drunk I was upset I was crying I got up in his face my friends are holding me back (laughs) no parody saying no don't Don't do this (laughs) um 
And I mean, at the end, like, I don't know what he thinks now. I never spoke to him again. I never went You're back over there. Me. I was done. Um, yeah, so WSU. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> so now we want to jump into a little segment I would like to call Ella's Classroom Stories. I'm doing spirit fingers. You can't see it. <laughs> I understand the irony, but yay. So I have so many, not so, actually, yeah, I have a lot of stories about in the classroom, which you would think would be like a safe space, right? And the one that... <laughs> There's safe. A, safe. Safe space. Like, you know, like, you're you're safe there. Like, whatever. People have degrees. They're supposed to know things. Yeah, like, and I remember, so I was in a poli-sci class. It was American Indian Sovereignty and Federal Law, and he was discussing on the topic that basically um, you could sum up this class in most of the time American Indians don't come out on top, but this was the one time that they had. Which is problematic, problematic. out here <laughs> coming saying American Indians. Yeah. Y'all. It's, it's a whole thing. That's like a whole different discussion. These are just his words, not mine. And I remember he was like, okay, um, it's just like, and he looked at me and he's like, how did your family feel when OJ got off? <laughs> and I was like, first of all, that's a really interesting choice of words. Second off, why me? There's literally 50, 60 other people in this classroom and he pointed me out. I looked around and realized, Oh, he's talking to me because I'm brown. Okay. And I literally was like, I don't fucking know. Because when that happened, I think I was like, like I was a toddler. He's like, okay, you might be too young. But I'm telling you, they were in a good mood. They were very elated about it. And I remember like just, just being... summing up, you being half black to the entire black community. I was just like, what is going on here? And he was really, he didn't come from a bad place, but he genuinely was like trying to use this as a teaching moment. And that was like distressing to me. That would have been a good thanks for your concern moment. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thanks for your concern. My family's just fine. <laughs> so even though when we first got into college and all these things were going on, where we realized we were in a new place, um, Ellen and I did decide to go into story recruitment. And let you know, this was like a separate decision. So like to give a timeline of our friendship, we didn't meet until the last day of recruitment. Yes. But obviously we filled each other in. But She's yeah, the only good thing I got out of that. I know. Well, we have a lot of good friends, but specifically me. Yes. Um, I mean, why? I know why I wanted to join. So basically, why I wanted to join is I was transferring into WSU, and I felt like I wasn't moving into a um, dorm. Dorm yeah. is that what they're called? I never lived in a dorm. I'm really happy I skipped out on that experience. Anyways, so I didn't move into a dorm, and like that's how a lot of people bond their first years because they live in the same. Um, building with everybody and I was like oh I'm living off campus and like I don't want to not have any friends because as much as I mean I'm really outgoing with the people that I know but introducing myself to someone is gives me so much anxiety so I was like oh my god if I don't join a group right away on campus there's no way that I'm gonna like make any friends so for me it was a way that I was like I'm gonna meet a bunch of people really quick and they're kind of obligated to be nice to me um I'm free to be here. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, for me, I, I, I'm a very friendly person. Um, I've adapt, I adapt very well. I thought, why not give it a go and see where it goes? Maybe it'll be a good time. Maybe it'll be a bad time. Um, I'm, I also, I like to party. So, you know, it was. <laughs> oh, well, let's keep it real. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like why we went into it. And um, once we were in it, 
you really get like sucked into the lifestyle where at first indoctrinated some it, people might call it yeah <laughs> that one time we joined a cult yeah um and everything seems fine at first because they there's this facade they fabricate it yeah yeah they keep you drunk so you don't notice the the, the holes the gas the gaps there's literally smoke and mirrors dude smoke and mirrors and then like it takes you a while to realize like wow this is kind of fucked up yeah, so um, I guess we we want to share a little bit about like being brown and being in a, an in a national like sorority, white sorority, whatever you, the fuck you want to call it, Christian in white. A, yeah, in a Christian white were um, institution. Weirdly, only one woman was openly gay. Uh, <laughs> admittedly gay. No one else, guys. We're we're all we're all straight from that group. <laughs> uh, I I feel like there's okay so. I don't know, like, people that are listening, they might have, like, a visceral reaction because they were a part of sorority and fraternity life, or they have no idea what we're talking about, but, like, to just, like, give, like, even, like, a little bit more background is that a lot of times our freshman year, um, sorry mom and dad, but we underage drank, and (laughs) the location we did that at was at frat houses, and... (laughs) It provided, like, a lot of substance for my comedy later on in life, but I had some funny shit happen to me, and I remember this one time, I was talking to this boy, and he was like, wow, that's so cool that you're, like, into social justice, like, I wish I had time for stuff like that, but I'm just so busy with being a president of this fraternity that I just can't find time for it, and I had to have this, like, this moment where I was like, Oh, like, this isn't something I do for shits and gigs. Like, this is not an extracurricular I put on my resume. Like, I have to do this because I'm black. Like, what the fuck? And he looked at me like like I was fucking crazy. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so different. <laughs> He's out here just showing off his privilege and, like, just doesn't even grasp. It's like, literally, I'm like, oh, that just went right over your head. Okay, cool. Yeah. One time, Ella and I, uh, we walked into this fraternity. Ella and I were usually together. We, like, we're the same, a same-ish height. We're both, like, women of color. Um, I thought that, that that meant we were best friends. Um, I didn't know that that meant we were lesbians. Uh, we walked into this fraternity, and um, this fraternity is an agriculturally known fraternity. We didn't <laughs> frequent there. Uh, <laughs> this, boy, this boy comes up to us and goes, so, y'all lesbians? <laughs> no, actually, there's a little bit more to that story that I find it even funnier, is that basically I said, like, oh, yeah, like, there aren't guys my type here, and then he asked if we were lesbians, because obviously, if we weren't attracted to anyone there, clearly we were lesbians. Not that there's anything wrong with being lesbian, but that's so funny that a man would fucking be like, oh, they're not into me specifically? They must be a lesbian, because I have so much manly sex appeal <laughs> that, like, no woman could resist me. That was also the fraternity across the street, and they shared the parking lot that we had with them, and there would be constant headless deer just sitting in the back of their fucking trunk, chilling. Dramatic. <laughs> Literally, you're just trying to walk to class. You're having a, you're coming off a bad all-nighter where you don't even know why you're at college, and then a like fucking deer with its tongue out <laughs> is staring at you, and you're like, this is what life comes to. Death. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So we did stay in our sorority for um, two two years. Um, 
you know, the first year, as we said, there's a facade. We we drank, we partied, we had a good time. The second year, we we thought we were all like. We were ride or die. Yeah. We were super um, ride or die. Oh my god, so embarrassing. I know. <laughs> but so we decided that we wanted to live in in the sorority. Um, to paint a picture, it's fucking like fifty five girls living together, who you have associated yourself with, but like you also just like hang out with a smaller like minded group. Because it's so big that you literally just can't be friends with everyone. Yeah. And then people move in and you get to know them and, like, let me just say this, you learn a lot about somebody once you move in with them. Yes. And mostly in our sorority, um, it wasn't like this, in sorority, there's, like, a lot of, like, top and bottom talk, which is, like, super stupid, but, like, if we want to say, like, top or bottom, we were bottom, okay? And I liked it that They've way. They've risen up <laughs> since, and I'm like, mm, better Basic. as bottom. Ew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we joined, I think the reason that we also, we enjoyed our sorority was because it was a bunch of, like, misfits. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it was the people that wanted to be in a sorority, but didn't necessarily, like, amount to, like, this high maintenance Cook, super cookie cutter yeah. view and like and looked like like fake tans blonde hair um it was fucking alex and who's ever alex and Ani's, literally bracelets. like dirty white converse <laughs> black bodysuits like i literally could like design a perfect girl in this university which i honestly didn't even fit into no so our sorority was more about all these really random almost people coming together uh which was like cool at first until you like learn that some of these random people that were living with you were also like huge fucking trump supporters um so that was a little bit of a traumatic living experience i mean besides like the we'll just go into the other trauma like some other time about like actually (laughs) living there but i just remember i feel like people were super quiet like we were not quiet about being Bernie supporters. No. Not at all. I had a Bernie. I still do have a sticker of Bernie riding a skateboard on my laptop. Like, if anyone wanted to ask me or talk to me about my views, I was not quiet about it. Now, these Trump supporters... They were, they were, they were quiet They were it. super quiet. And, and we were living in, in 2016, like, during the election. We were t- We were tired. We were hungry. We were fucking... Broke. Yeah, we were really fucking broke. We were mentally we were, unstable. It was, it was uh, so much. It was um, a, a really traumatic moment in our Trumultuous. lives. Tumultuous. Yes, and then Trump gets elected. Ella has a broken leg at this time. Yeah. A broken yeah. liver. It was a broken soul. Yeah. It was all a lot, um, quite honestly. And we just, like, sat there. And literally on election day, we sat there and people were cheering. People I've never seen in a MAGA hat got their MAGA hats on or just walk around this house. And then they're posting on our Facebook group like, you guys, no matter what, we're sisters. And I was sisters. like, sisters. I was like, do y'all not get it? I'm not your fucking sister. Like, and so then me and Bernie said, so we're like, we gotta get out of here. Like, we were, you know the movie Get Out? That's how, like, our second <laughs> semester of college felt like and i'm not even exaggerating like that's literally like what it felt like and we're like we need to get out of here no matter what because like we cannot live here anymore and what this is the first fucking weekend of november by the first weekend of december we were out we found a, we found a spot we were on a lease we both fucking went to i went to the psych like our psychology department um ella went to the actual doctor we got notes we were like these living conditions like are not good for this person and then we literally, like, 
got into like a kind of sketchy situation with our lease just because like the sketchy part about it is that we basically went and the first apartment we toured we took and the only reason was is we went there and like we're like yeah this we place were is desperate cool, you know desperate and then the landlady was like so you guys want to take it we're like yeah do we need to like apply no, no background checks background no credit, check, credit check. check she was like no i'll just drop the lease if you guys want it and we're like okay and then that that's literally what we did she came in fucking clutch because we needed to get the fuck out yeah uh, okay and yeah <laughs> we're happy now though yeah <laughs> i hope someone's not real we're, we're trying we're trying to be happy i hope none of our listeners think that we're not okay now we're good now we're good yeah. i feel like wsu like now that i look back at it being out of college for a year i look back at a lot of the things that happened at wsu and how much of like of it hurt my like soul my body my mind and I felt like this year has been a lot about like restoring who I am and like healing all those aspects of myself mostly when it comes about like how I looked at myself and I feel like this came from a lot of like the beauty standards in Pullman where um there's this really good call her daddy episode uh (laughs) shout out um where they talk about like in your college town maybe you're like a fucking 10 if you have like blonde hair like big ass and like just like what your I guess rate would be in different environments and at WSU I felt like a solid like six of looks and then I'd come back to like the west side and I'd be like I don't know why I'm fucking tripping all the time thinking that I'm ugly because I didn't like just fit into this like fucking beauty standard imagine there's a hundred people in the room and you and your friends are the only people that look different and like i'm not just talking about looking different in the face in the hair i'm talking about clothes attitudes the way they talked what they drank like what they did you know it felt like you were kind of like in a simulation mixed with like mean girls it was literally like like Regina George, you know, like they have those scenes where you're like, this can't be real, which is like, Regina George wore this, and then I wore this. It's It was literally like that, because trends would ripple through. Like, it would yeah. literally, you'd see like one or two girls in something, and then everyone would have it. The most ridiculous trend, and this is a little off topic, but the most ridiculous trend, like, no hate, is the t-shirts, <laughs> and they would cut out. Oh my god, it was so fucking ugly. It was, I never did this. I'm telling you, I never did this. It's like, okay, so imagine a t-shirt, but you left the collar, but cut out the V of the shirt so that your tits were out, and then laced it up. <laughs> For a soft hoe look. For a soft hoe look. There's a hard hoe look and a soft hoe look. Hard hoe look, we're talking heels, we're talking dresses. That's reserved for birthdays. Now, a soft hoe look is a bodysuit where your titties all out, and we all have nipple piercings, because that was a thing. Um... <laughs> You know how many people fucking flash their titties at me to show them their piercings? I'm like, girl. I like thought about. I thought about getting nipple piercings because it was like I the like it thing. It was literally the it thing. Do I need this? And like, then I was like, no. wait, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm allergic to a bunch of metals. I definitely don't like, fucking need that. But it's like when everyone else has their nipple piercings, like you don't want to be the only bitch without nipple piercings. P L U G plug of the week. <laughs> Not butt plug, though. Can you tell her about the cheerleaders in high school? Um, Um, I think they know. If they don't know, now they know. Now you know. Well, for plug of the week this week, 
I want to do a shout out for Junot Diaz. Um, he is an author. He writes books in Spanish and English and Spanglish. Um, some of the books that I would recommend that I have read is This How You Lose Her and The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Woe. Both amazing books. Um, they are based on Latinx characters. This is How You Lose Her is has some poetry in it and it basically is a rom romance all right so my plug of the week is an artist from pittsburgh and her etsy shop is trinida made it and you can find her on instagram at trinida finney and she makes some dope art and i bought something from her and we had a great customer service experience and she's a little bit smaller like she's a small she's not like a huge artist but her work is dope i got a really cool scissor illustration for my bedroom that um actually got caught in torrential rain in seattle because oh. we had a goddamn thunderstorm <laughs> and i reached out to her like yo listen this got ruined. Yeah. <laughs> like listen this got ruined like would you mind sending me another one she was like oh my god yes of course and then she sent it to me like i messaged her like midnight last night she sent it to me this morning so shout out to her link in bio Woo! so the, the last topic that we are gonna go in this episode within uh being brown in a college town is um i know some of you may be wondering like they join the sorority they, they're surrounded by white people like why didn't you get out like why didn't you find other people who are brown like you and that's an excellent fucking question valid yeah i ask myself all the time <laughs> literally that. i ask myself that too <laughs> and here's the thing it wasn't like i like we didn't try we try to branch out we had good like friends from different groups but the thing is like when I feel like when you become so, like, ostracized, but, like, there's white people here, and then there's, like, brown people that are in a part, like, in another side of fucking town. Like, they, no one even, like, co-lift. Like, it was a sororities and fraternities by campus, and then a mile fucking away was what they called apartment land, and there were, like, a bunch of fucking apartments, and that's where, like, all the people of color lived. And do you remember, I feel like a funny story is, like, there was, like, a bar over there, and, yeah. like, once we the turned... The zoo, baby. The zoo, baby. <laughs> but... They had like Latino night on Thursdays, Thursdays. Oh, and yeah. one time we went and they were like, "Why don't we see you guys? You guys are so fun!" And we're like, "Oh, we like go to frat parties." And they then they laughed, laughed in our us. face. They're like, "Oh my god, these girls go to frat parties? That's fucking hilarious!" Because it's literally like that's how it was. Like that. <laughs> so I I'm not gonna say like people judged me for being in a sorority, but I feel like maybe I gave off the vibes that like I didn't want to be friends with other people of color. I feel like for me, it was just more of a, I was already spread super thin and it was already like too late. So like once I had gotten out of it, I did like make an effort, but it was like a little, like too little, too late. And then I was already caught up with so much stuff. And I feel like this is going to sound so strange, but in Seattle, like I had to put no, I didn't really have to put in effort to find like-minded people. Yeah. I didn't have to find people. Like I found people that were brown mixed, like people that identified like me super easily. So like, I haven't even had the experience of like trying to like reach out and find a group. It was just so easy before. Yeah. So there was definitely a lot of effort that goes into it. And there was also multicultural fraternities and sororities. And you really have to, like, be part of them to be their friends. And, I mean, I just got, I just got out of one cold. I wasn't going to join another. And they don't even <laughs> let you. Like, I didn't know about historically black 
sororities until I had already rushed. And after you've already dr- after you've already joined one, you can't join the other. So I was like, oh, I'm shit out of luck. So we just wanted to start a little dialect of uh, being brown in a college town. We're going to break down more aspects of being brown. Yeah, there was four years of trauma. We got a lot yeah. to discuss. Um, I hope that maybe you can relate to our traumatic experiences or maybe you have even fucking worse ones. And I'd love to hear them. Please um, send them in. Actually, we would love that. If you want to send them in, like you could even like send us a voice recording via... <laughs> your phone and we can like play it on the pod but if you just want to write in your story and be hella anonymous you could do that too um where can you find us on instagram at thanks for the number four your concern pod and you can keep listening to us and subscribe on apple podcast and spotify please rate us on apple podcast it helps us out a lot and if you know us and you're listening to this please help grab your parents phone go on spotify subscribe go on apple podcast rate us and we're gonna be we'll be back here next wednesday for a new pod we'll be here every wednesday so set your phone alarms so that you can hear from thanks for your concern every wednesday thanks so much for listening